Welcome to HR Insights, the podcast, topical discussions with and for our global HR community. Hi, and welcome back to HR Insights, the podcast. This week, I'm in New York, and I'm excited to be chatting to Kristen Dudley. Kristen is a design thinker who accidentally found herself in HR. She applies and encourages design thinking principles to the employee and the candidate experience. Kristen founded her own company, CoCreate, with a mission to help everyone love where they work. Passionate about building healthy teams and organizations, she co-creates to generate personalized solutions for your candidate experience and the employer brand. Her services include storytelling and workshops, and products include the Candidate Chemistry Card Game. Kristen, hi. It's great to be chatting to you again. Thank you so much, Emily. It's so great to be with you. So to kick things off, we're going to ask you some of our quick-fire questions to get to know you a little bit. Are you an early bird or a night owl? Early bird. And are you an iPhone or an Android user? iPhone. I thought you might be, the creative space. Three words to describe your career. Um, Passionate, uh, curious, and creative. Cool. I like that. The best mistake that you've ever made? The best mistake I've ever made... um, was majoring in fashion design in college. Um, I, I did not go into the fashion industry. Um, but, uh, I, I still look back on those days really fondly and I, I've been able to translate a lot of those, those unique skills. Fantastic. Thank you for sharing. And the final one, what's one piece of advice you'd offer to somebody that was embarking on a career in HR? From my point of view, my, I, I encourage others to remain open-minded. Um, I think that that's a, a real way to stand out um, and to explore, again, other areas that can help inspire the work that you do within HR. As I just mentioned, you know, one of my biggest or best mistakes was uh, majoring in fashion and and um, because I've been able to translate some of those skills, I imagine for those that are going into HR, it's it's good to expand yourself and um, to understand other functions and um, uh, and spaces. Brilliant. Thank you. The topic of our podcast today is free-range thinking, and our aim is to inspire those of you listening to consider hosting your own free-range thinking event, or to bring in a creative partner to make it happen. Also joining us for this episode is Rosh J. Wadina. Rosh is the Managing Director for our North America business, and he's collaborated with Kristen to run four free-range thinking events for our HR community here in New York. Hi, Rosh. Thanks very much for joining us today. Hey, Emily. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it. So, Rosh, tell us about how you first met Kristen and what inspired you to form a partnership with her. Yeah, sure. So we we met at an event called Disrupt HR. Think of it as HR nerds meet TED Talks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Kristen presented on uh, experiences is better than water bottles. I'll let her explain that a little bit better. But essentially, she's just talking about experiences and I'm obsessed. I'm a nostalgic guy and I'm obsessed with things like candidate experience and employee experience. So yes, the title of my presentation was Experiences Are Greater Than Water Bottles. And 
all that was to uh, encourage the recruiters in the room that when they considered employer branding and talent attraction to not depend on branded swag when they went out to find talent or to set up at a career fair. I found through um, a number of, of tests myself uh, when I was internal at, at Comcast NBC Universal that building experiences for talent or sharing an experience with them rather was much more powerful and a great way to start a relationship. And really, that's the theme of what Rosh and I ended up coming back together on and, and ultimately yeah. did with the free range thinking events that we built. Before we sort of go into the journey and um, what this means in terms of um, the experience and the process, how would you define free range thinking? So free range thinking is allowing ourselves to come together around a table and expand upon one another's ideas. Um, there's no no bad ideas. There's no boundaries that we have to work within. And there's also no pressure. Um, there's nothing that's being implemented at the end of the day. Free-range thinking is just about coming together and, and riffing with one another and, you know, really talking out a lot of creative ways to approach what's typically not so, so creative. <laughs> And look, from my experience of being in the room for one of your free-range thinking events last year, um, I can definitely relate to that. And it's a chance to just, with a group of people that perhaps you might not normally be mixing with, that diversity of thought and the sense that you're in a slightly different environment doing it, um, I think naturally creates you to think more laterally and in, in a different way as well. But we might get into some of that when we talk about the stages in a moment. So with that in mind, Kristen, could you just walk us through the different steps that you would take when facilitating a free-range thinking event? Um, and Rush, feel free to chip in if there's anything you'd add from, from being so involved with them. For sure. So, um, so I have seven steps that folks could take back to their own organization as a way of infusing some creativity onto their, their teams or throughout their organization. Um, so the first step is creating a welcoming environment. Most of our free range thinking events were happened in the evening and uh, we invited folks from all different backgrounds uh, and points of view to our table and we offered them food and, and drinks. And uh, pizza. so pizza was the key. Yeah. Pizza for pizza sure was the key. Yeah. Um, uh, a little bit of beer doesn't hurt as well um, if, if you have access there. But um, they feel the creativity, that's for sure. <laughs> yes. So first, it's, it's all about environment and that, again, diversity around the table. Um, so that's the first step. And, and just to get a little bit more detailed, typically in our events, we would have about 10 people. You know, if, if you're able to feed uh, the the room with with one or two pizzas. That's that's about all 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 the folks you need. So the second step is to break the ice. We do that by playing um, with chemistry cards. Um, this is a, a product that I had developed uh, and actually sell on on my site with CoCreate.com. But uh, we hand out the chemistry cards, which is a great way for folks to connect and get to know one another in a unique way and loosen up. The cards are inspired by improv comedy exercises. 
So it kind of gets everybody, again, loose and uh, ready to create. The third step is to inspire. So uh, once folks have eaten and taken a seat and gotten to know one another a little bit more, we give a, a short presentation. And this was really inspired by our experience with Disrupt HR. At Disrupt HR, um, it's a series of five-minute presentations that are all about disruptive measures within human resources. And so during this section of our event, we did the same thing. We, we provided uh, short presentations and spoke about how folks were doing things differently within recruiting and candidate experience. So from there, we move into the roll up your sleeves, let's get creative stage. The following steps are taken from a script writing uh, exercise called brain building. This is really a way for the room to come together and to build upon uh, one another's thoughts and ideas and just see where it takes us. So this next step is the, the dream stage. So we uh, we would pose uh, our problem statement to the room, which for us at Elliot with Elliot Scott, the last couple of years, our sessions were all around discovering ways to disrupt the job interview. So we posed that problem statement, shared the reasons why typical interviewing techniques and styles uh, were not working so well, and we gave the room three minutes, three index cards, and asked them all to write down three ideas for solving that problem. And after time was up, we had everyone pass their cards along to their neighbor, and we would set the clock for three minutes again, and everyone would build off of the idea their neighbor had written down. We did that a third time as well. So after that next three minutes, we passed the cards again. Um, and so at the end of our, our series there, there were th three points of view on each of the index cards and a whole bunch of ideas generated. So from there, we would all come back together and, and discuss what ideas were made and uh, we would collaborate further to vet some of our favorites and think about how to build them out more. So, Rosh, can you share with us some of the ideas that came out of the free range thinking process? If we're thinking about disrupting a job interview, what did participants come up with? Yeah, sure. So just to recap, we ran four sessions with about 10 to 15 participants per session. Mm -hmm. um, we all voted on what the best ideas were after each session. So we had about 20. Uh, in total, um, and some of those 20 were <laughs> pretty wacky and, and out there. Um, I liked a few of these ones. So we we did a, a Tinder for hiring managers where uh, <laughs> a hiring manager could simply swipe left or right uh, based on the candidate and if they liked them. Um, we did a Choose Your Own Adventure, a mobile application or even like a, a Monopoly game board where the candidate would like roll their dice, go through a certain level or negotiate their way through um, the game. Um, and then to be assessed on that. Um, we had something like a, a think inside the box. So a, a candidate was given a goal or a task 
and then they had to go away and prepare a box where they would put all the tools that they needed to to what they thought they could do to complete the the, the goal or task, and then mm. they were assessed on on what they they'd put in there. Um, and even something uh, funny was a something like a voicemail tag. So essentially, a a candidate would call a hiring manager and leave a 30-second voicemail introducing themselves, like a little bit of an elevator pitch, and then in return the hiring manager would leave a voicemail for the candidate um, saying, yep, yeah, received it, let's maybe set up a time. And then based on just those two interactions, if there was a connection and they both sounded interested, they would set themselves up for a, a first-round interview. So, yeah, so <laughs> a lot of ideas there, but those are some of the best. Fantastic. And look, some really innovative ideas that have come out of the conversations for sure. Uh, Kristen, what stood out to you? There are a lot of really wonderful ideas, but one that I've held on to ever since and found really, really interesting was the idea of presenting candidates with a menu of interview options that they could choose from. So different interview styles that one may be more comfortable with, um, such as taking a walk around the building with your interviewer or uh, having a panel interview, Um, perhaps um, taking on a small skill-based challenge. I found that concept, the, the the, the presenting a candidate with a menu of, of options to be a really a way of humanizing the experience and being more sensitive to the fact that everyone is different and everyone interviews differently. I, I just I found that concept really, really interesting. And I'd love to see uh, an organization implement it and, and hear about how it goes. Like that's really topical, isn't it? Like understanding the person and their style and creating an environment that they can be at their best. I, I like that. Rosh, is there anything else that you'd like to share about what you particularly enjoyed about the free range thinking process? A few things which I, I really loved. I liked the opportunity to talk freely and then solve a problem, learn from others and not have any judgment. So passing the ideas around in that framework, I really think allowed that to happen. It really challenged people to think outside their own lane. Yeah, I agree from participating in one myself. It's like when you're building on someone else's idea, you're not worrying so much about have I got the right idea? You're like, oh yeah, that's weird. That's different. I hadn't thought about that. And then you kind of build from there and then someone else extends again. And I remember from the session I was involved with, there were some incredibly wacky ideas, but actually when we talked about them, they could be real, but they could actually translate into something that organizations could do now. Obviously, not all organizations might be able to to be quite so creative or they might have more sort of structure and bureaucracy around it. But I think there are others that really would. I mean, when we first started this even, I don't think we even knew exactly the structure or framework. So we were quite testing a few things ourselves to see what would work and what would build the most energy and, and get that thought generation really happening. The framework itself, I think we figured out as we went along. Um, and I think we found out that, yeah, it was, it was really just the opportunity to listen from others and then stop and then restart again and start different ideas. So it was, it was really powerful in that way. I think what I found, which was quite powerful, in the room, you know, the community that we had built were basically Elliot Scott candidates or clients. 
And, you know, throughout my conversations day in and day out, I found a common trend that most people were really excited to learn something different from what it's like to work in a bank and this is how we do HR at a bank. So this opportunity allowed us to create quite diverse pools in a very concentrated environment and that I think also then allowed people to get quite excited to hear, oh, wow, you do it that way, you do it this way and then the power of combining both ideas and then taking it to the next step then really got people going, wow, that was very simple and very quick Um, and it just was a free space to kind of allow that to happen. Yeah, the knowledge share was really powerful. So I'd imagine, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, that there's kind of two levels of benefit from this. Um, You know, from the event I was at, there was a huge amount of energy in the room. And the first kind of true benefit is the engagement and the excitement that you create amongst the people that are there, particularly as you've been describing both of you around having diversity of industry, role type, experience, career, nationality, et cetera, around that one table, probably the broader the group, almost more the more creativity that comes out. But what about the next step? So people come up with ideas, like we've all been to sessions or training and things where in the moment there's a huge sense of, this is great, we've learned something, we're feeling engaged. Um, And then there's a juncture, isn't there? There's either it stays there and nothing really happens or in in some circumstances it does. Have you guys had any um, feedback from people that have participated within the Free Range Thinking series about where, particularly on this topic of disrupting the job interview, they've actually taken one of the ideas or the concepts back to their workplace and they've fed back on what results that had or, you know, perhaps what feeling was was felt by the people that were put through the changed change process? Short answer, yes. I was actually, again, really surprised um, of you know, when people had left you know, you usually get the comment, that was great, thanks for the free beer, pizza, and probably never speak to them <laughs> as regularly. But surprisingly, people came back and were telling me or telling both of us actually, this actually inspired us to change certain processes. Um, one standout example I know from an HR leader from a small tech firm, she literally the next day was so inspired, she went and changed her whole sales recruitment process to encompass, you know, I think just something simple as 24-hour feedback um, to all candidates. So something as simple as that was just a quick little reminder that this is a human process as well as a process, uh, Mm. business process, sorry. And it was just a really, you know, for me, that was like a a key highlight. And quick, you know, it was exciting to see some people actually putting it in play. There's benefit from the people that were involved in terms of, is there something tangible I can take away to disrupt the job interview process and, and your example there, Rosh, but, but also just the concept. And I think that's what we're trying to hopefully impart on our listeners today as well. You don't have to do this just for disrupting a job interview process. Concept of free range thinking is applicable across all areas of business, maybe even in part of our personal lives as well, where we might be stuck in a bit of a rut. So it's great the right space and environment to to think about things differently. And and sometimes just by saying think about it differently is a little bit tricky. So by actually there being some steps in a process and bringing a group of people together to help you do that could be something that people listening could go, yeah, I might take that back. I might do something with that. Yeah, I genuinely think just going back to when you asked me the original question of how we met in Kristen's presentation at Disrupt HR, experiences are better than water bottles. I mean, this was an experience which all you know people that participated went away and went, this was something different. This is something that I really, 
you know, it gave me some free space. It allowed me to think. It was a great experience. It was a refresher. I'm going back into work the next day and, and having a different look and different perspective. And that essentially is the same, the same thing as experiences are different than or better than water bottles. Right, which, again, is was was about my personal experience in recruiting. I found that that recruiters were so dependent on ordering swag and branded merchandise and that that was how they were going out and approaching the career fairs that they were attending. And, um, and I had come to realize that a, a much better way to connect with talent wasn't going to be, you know, by handing them a branded Frisbee, it would have been, uh, it, it's, it's much more powerful when you can share an experience with one another. And, and yeah, that's exactly what, what this program was. Um, so Kristen Roche, what's next in the co-create Elliot Scott HR free range thinking partnership? Behind the scenes, Kristen and I have been working quite hard on documenting our journey. Um, we've got a white paper that basically talks through just the process and some of the key learnings that we took away. Um, also gives uh, the opportunity of people that participated their own perspective on it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to presenting that and sharing that with all the listeners and, and, and the community that we've built. That sounds really great, Rosh. Look forward to seeing that um, come out in the weeks ahead. Thanks both so much for being part of the podcast today. I look forward to working with you further in 2020. Thanks for having me, Emily. Thanks, Rosh. No, thanks again, guys. Thanks for listening to this episode. If you'd like to share any thoughts or comments, you can get in touch with our host, Emily Ramji, at er at elliotskyhr.com. Elliot Scott HR is an award-winning specialist in HR recruitment. We serve the HR community globally and have placed HR leaders in over 30 countries. We have 65,000 members in the Elliot Scott HR community. Please join us via our website, elliotscotthr.com, or our LinkedIn page. Take a look at other episodes in our podcast series, view our blog, and check out our upcoming events hosted in our five global locations.